0: Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, D.C. Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves, Locked On Braves, Locked On Braves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we are covering your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day, and obviously here on Locked On Braves. We are covering your Atlanta Braves. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore braves subscribe to the lockdown braves podcast wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to us on youtube as well really do appreciate the support and it helps out the show a ton thanks for making lockdown braves your first listen each and every day we post episodes daily five days a week monday through friday and free and are free and available on all platforms also again make sure you're subscribed to lockdown sports atlanta so you can get the postcast with me and grant mccauley On today's episode, we're going to talk about that tough loss from Wednesday and kind of go over everything that went wrong in that game, and then we're going to turn our attention going forward to what needs to happen for this Atlanta Braves team in order to turn things around. But let's focus on Wednesday's 7-6 loss against the Milwaukee Brewers in extra innings. You know, a great pitching matchup on paper, I don't think either starter had their best performance, but... The Braves had a lead in this game with Max Freed out there and after Max Freed left and weren't able to hold on. Keston Hero walked it off in the 11th inning for a 7-6 final score. Again, just a heartbreaking loss. There have been far too many of those here lately for the Atlanta Braves, but a game they could have won, should have won, a series they could have won, should have won, and we've been saying that a lot this year as well. A lot of these games that the Braves could have won and probably should have won And they just haven't gone their way. And speaking of not going their way, the the new extra inning rule has not gone the way of the Braves. And they just continue to struggle in extra innings. You You kind of knew once that game went to extras, especially as the road team, that they just weren't going to get it done. But to their credit, they did get the ghost runner to score in each the 10th and the 11th inning, but weren't able to add on anything else besides that. So maybe that's some progress there with this new extra innings rule, but unable to really get anything more. And the Brewers were able to fight back in both of those innings and eventually grabbed the win. And we're going to focus on the pitching. I think that's what most people were complaining about and mad about uh, after the loss. But for me, where I want to turn my attention is the offense. And I think that's where we've been a lot this season is really just looking at this offense and their lack of ability to score runs. And look, they scored four runs off Corbin Burns. If Had you told me that coming into this game, I, I would have said that's a huge win. But when you score all of those runs in one inning, and it comes early in the game, in the third inning, you're kind of expecting them to do more and to add on, and that just didn't happen in this game, and they were unable to do that. You know, and again, they're going up against Corbin Burns, the reigning NL Cy Young winner. I get that. But they got him out after sixth inning. You know, you had opportunities there to score more runs, to add on more runs, and this offense just couldn't get it done. You had runners on base in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth innings of this game, and yet you only score in one of those innings, and all of those runs came via the home run. And, you know, that's been one of my biggest complaints with this offense is that they're so home run dependent. They just don't know how to manufacture runs and they don't know how to score without that home run ball. And that really hurt the Braves in this game. And again, Brewers pitching staff is very good. Corbin Burns is very good. Devin Williams was used in this game Is one of the best relievers in baseball. I get that. But you had runners on base in just about every inning in this game, except for the first and ninth innings, and you only score in one of those innings. This offense is too good, it's too talented, it's too athletic for that to be the case. They have to learn how to manufacture runs and be able to add on runs. This this game could have gone so much differently if they just tack on one or two more runs in those innings and there were situations where you know Dansby was on Ozzy was on and they're trying to steal a bag and you know runners or or hitters are are fouling pitches off not you know not recognizing that particularly with Ozzie on he had a great jump in that at bat and Travis Darno fouled off a pitch instead of recognizing that and just letting it go and it's not like it was a great pitch but for whatever reason Travis felt like he needed a swing at it and you know sometimes you just have to let these runners be athletic, put some pressure on the other team, find a way to to manufacture runs, to put another run on the board. You know it would have been so huge, it would have would have won them the game. And who knows how things play out strategically on the Brewer side if the Bre- if the Braves just tack on another run or two. So you know that that to me was the more frustrating part about this game than the bullpen, which we'll we'll get into next but it's the fact that the offense had so many opportunities in this game and they just couldn't add on. They couldn't get another add-on run. And that's been you know, a problem for this team this year. They they may score in bunches, but they're not scoring consistently. And you get four runs in the third inning, you're expecting that offense to score again throughout the game. And the team just didn't until you got to the extras and you got the free runner that that they give you. So that to me was the more frustrating thing in this game because you also knew that your bullpen was shorthanded. You know, it's been overly taxed lately and you knew that Brian Snicker didn't want to use AJ Minter, which he didn't. And he probably didn't want to use Kenley Jansen, which he ended up having to. And so it would have been great for this offense to add a couple more runs, get a bigger lead, and hopefully not have to use some more of those high leverage relievers in this outing. So, that That to me was the bigger key in this game than what happened with the bullpen. It's the fact that the offense just could not add on any runs after scoring those four runs in the third inning. But let's get into the bullpen and look these are these are tough decisions for Brian Snicker. It's not as easy as when you're in the postseason and it's just run out your horses every single day. Use the same four guys out of the bullpen. You just can't do that over a hundred and sixty two game season and he's had to use his high leverage guys a lot lately been a lot of really close games again I think he was hoping not to have to use mentor or Jansen in this game he he refused to use mentor which was you know the biggest outcry on Twitter that I saw after the game is why wasn't mentor in there he was forced to use Jansen and as you could see Jansen just was not as sharp was not as effective the velocity was down Look, that's no excuse for walking Jace Peterson, who was not going to swing the bat until he got two strikes. He was daring Kenley Jansen to throw a strike there, and Kenley just couldn't do it. That is frustrating right there. Look, as much as he's had to work lately and maybe your velocity being down, a major league pitcher still needs to be able to throw strikes when he needs to, and he just could not throw a strike to Jace Peterson, and that ultimately is what led to the blown save. But, uh, look, I understand the position that Snicker's in. You can't use the same guys every day and overwork them. It becomes a situation where do you go all in for a win in the middle of May or do you try to limit that, work, that workload to save it for wins down the road? And hopefully that strategy paid, pays off. It's paid off for Snicker in, in the past when he's tried not to overuse his bullpen early on in the season. They've been fresh late as we saw last year, but it's also frustrating from a fan's perspective with where the Braves are right now and how they desperately need wins and need series wins to not go all in and to not use your best bullets, especially once it got to extra innings. Look, Strider, Smith, Jansen, that's going to get it done on most days and that should have been good enough to get it done on Wednesday. Once that didn't happen, look, even I was like, when we got to extras, can we not get Mentor up at this point, especially once you took the lead in the top of the 10th and then the top of the 11th? It felt like, okay, the Braves need to secure this. Mentor gives you the best opportunity to do that. But, you know, Snicker, when he makes up his mind somebody's not going to pitch or play that day, he doesn't change it. And we've seen that with Acuna even. When Acuna, he decides Acuna's not going to play in a game – And even when there's a one-run game and you have one of the best hitters in the world on the bench, he has refused to use him. So when Snicker makes up his mind that he's not going to use somebody in a game, he very rarely comes off of that. So, you know, my, my biggest thing with the bullpen in this game, my biggest disagreement, is the fact that he didn't use Strider for a second inning because that seventh inning from Spencer Strider was the highlight of this game for me. I don't know that I've seen an inning more dominantly pitched than what Spencer Strider did in that seventh inning, and he did it on 11 pitches. So I don't know with, with how short your bullpen was. You knew you weren't going to use Minter. You really didn't want to use – probably didn't want to use Will Smith either. And you, I know you didn't want to use Jansen. Why not send Spencer Strider out there for another inning? After he only threw eleven pitches, my only guess is that Spencer Strider threw twenty six pitches on Monday in two innings, and maybe he thought that was going to be too much workload on him. But that seventh inning was just so easy. I, I was that was the biggest. That's my biggest gripe for how Snicker managed the bullpen in Wednesday's game. Is why wasn't Spencer Strider sent out to get one at least one more inning? He goes out there and dominates again. I mean, ride it. That's what he he's such a weapon out of there. When he is on like that and is so unhittable, I just think you have to ride that. I never understand taking out a reliever when they're throwing as good as they are. Because, look, you use him in two days. You have an off day tomorrow. You don't use him on Friday. I mean, that's that's two days rest right there. And you can come back out and use them by Saturday. I don't understand that. Even somebody like Colin McHugh, who can throw multiple innings, if he comes out and he's throwing really good, ride him. Ride him for an inning or two. And then just don't use him for the next couple of days. And then you have your bullpen arms fresh, your other bullpen arms fresh for those games that you can use. So, that was my biggest complaint from this game. Is I don't know why Strider didn't get another inning there. To me, I, I just don't, I don't understand that decision by Brian Snicker. So, look, I, I'm not trying to to panic in any way. Um, there's a, it's a long season still. I'm not worried about this Braves team. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not completely worried, but I'm not not necessarily worried with where they are now. I know they can turn things around quickly and get on a run get on a hot streak and and they need to pretty soon but at some point you got to start trying to to go all in to win some of these games and I just don't feel like snicker did that with the bullpen decisions on Wednesday and again I I understand why he didn't you don't want to sacrifice games later on in order to win one in May and again a game that they could have should have won even with the way things played out they just didn't get it done. So, again, I under, understand the frustration from from a fan's perspective, and I feel like you know the best players weren't weren't put out there in order to win this game. But I understand why Snicker did it like that. And just quickly, I wanted to reassess the bullpen going forward. I'm going to write about this today on TomahawkTake.com. For me, right now, the guys you can trust: Kinley Jansen, AJ Mentor, Will Smith, Colin McHugh, Spencer Strider. And Darren O'Day. <laughs> Look, that's really deep. That's six guys right there out of your bullpen that I feel like on most days you can trust to get the job done. That should be enough to where you can have close games on back to back days and have enough bullets to be able to get you through. Again, Strider, Smith, Jansen, that should have been good enough to get it done. On most days it will be. It just wasn't the case on Wednesday. And then Stevenson, Thornburg, and Chavez, you know, those are your your mop up guys. And Chavez is the one who, who lost it on Wednesday. Um, you know, even though those guys at times can, can give you solid work. But that's the way I see the bullpen right now. Look, you're without Tyler Matzik. Luke Jackson's gone for the year. You know, those are two big losses to the night shift. But there's still plenty of guys there that you can count on that are going to be dependable, dependable for you most days out. Unfortunately, just couldn't get the job done on Wednesday. All right, there's a lot more I wanted to get to from this game, and we'll do that next. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar. So, that you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And if that's not enough flavor for you, you might want to try the Mixed Box. The Mixed Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone, including my favorite, the cookies and cream. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Max Freed got the start on Wednesday. Went six innings, seven hits, two walks, three yards and six strikeouts. Look, not his best performance. I had uh, some people commenting on Twitter, sending me a message on Twitter, saying that Max Fried hasn't been good in his last two starts. Looks like If six innings and four runs and six innings and three runs is the low bar for Max Freed right now, then I think he's truly reached ace status. And, you know, I think he would tell you he hasn't been great In his last two outings, he's given up a lot of hits, but I mean, six innings, three runs, I think you'll take that a lot of the times out there. Obviously, we're looking for more, expecting more, and we're usually getting more from Max Fried, but still, a good enough outing should have been good enough to get the win on Wednesday. He was a little off, though, particularly in the third and fourth innings, you could see him fighting it. He walked the nine hitter and Caratini in the third inning. You just can't do that. and I feel like Braves pitchers have done that a ton this year. Walking guys at the bottom of the order, walking guys in general, has been a problem. But Max has had so much control, command all year. Walking the ninth place hitter, that just cannot happen. He ended up getting bailed out in that inning as Colton Wong lined into a double play ball, absolutely drilled right at Matt Olson, But then he comes back out for the fourth inning and walks the leadoff batter. Throwing a lot of fastballs and changeups for some reason, and he was really struggling with that fastball command. The same as Tucker Davidson, I feel like I've seen more pitchers struggle with fastball command this year than ever before. I'm not really sure what the reasoning for that is, whether it's the the seams on the new baseballs or what it whatever it may be, but it seems like a lot of pitchers are struggling with their fastball command. But um, Max Fried was certainly battling that and trying to find it and just couldn't finally Kranitz went out there had to talk and probably said hey Max you have one of the best curveballs in all of baseball let's start throwing that and then after that he struck out the next two batters rather easily and started to look more like the Max Fried we're used to seeing he did give up a, a big two out RBI to Michael Brasso in the sixth inning that was a really crushing blow there obviously he gets out of that in you know six innings to earn and then that start looks much better and obviously the Braves possibly go on to to win that game so that was a big blow there in the sixth inning giving that two up two out RBI curveball that he left up a little bit it was out away but a good swing by Brasso going the other way with it and that was a big hit in that game um, but again it, it just felt like Max was determined <laughs> To figure out that fastball command and just never really could get a hold of it, I think that held him back a little bit in this start. I wish he would have gone to the curveball, started using it a little bit more early on. Also in this game and really in this series was the defense of Dansby Swanson. I mean, what a incredible series for him defensively. He made two or three plays in Wednesday's game alone that saved runs. You know, if not for him, the Braves would have lost this game. A lot sooner. So I know Dansby's offense can be frustrating at times, especially when he's in one of those really bad cold streaks as he was to start the year, but he is proving to be a gold glove defender at shortstop. He made some amazing plays in this series that really saved a lot of runs and kept the Braves in these games. The lineup in particular, just can't get on the same page uh, for a while now. It seems like the bottom of the lineup has been carrying the team, but on Wednesday, the six, seven, eight, nine, and one hitters had just two hits, while the two, three, four, five hitters had seven hits and a walk. So uh, the lineup's just not getting on the same page. Either one group of hitters all hit and the others don't, or vice versa. And on Wednesday, it was the middle of the order getting it done, but the bottom of the order couldn't get on base for them. So just a little bit of frustration there that just continues for this team. With you know, Again, like I said the other day, if it's not one thing, it's the other. They hit well, but they don't pitch well. They pitch well, but they don't hit. They do both, and they don't play good defense. And now you have one part of the lineup hitting and another part of the lineup not hitting. Uh, it's just been all kinds of frustration for this team all year long. And then a couple of individuals in particular that, that showed out on Wednesday. Austin Riley starting to show signs of picking things up. He had three hard hit balls in the game, two of them going for hits. Had a great at bat against Burns in that third inning. Fell behind 0-2, worked it full, got a, a, hit, a pitch that he hit a dribbler down the third baseline that looked like it was going to stay fair and score a run. Just went foul. Next pitch, Burns makes a mistake over the heart of the plate. And Riley did not miss it and crushed it for that big three-run homer. So good signs there from Austin Riley. And then Matt Olson had a couple of hard-hit balls as well for hit. So good to see him starting to hit the ball well and getting, some, getting under the ball, starting to get some elevation on those balls as well. So great signs from the Braves, two and three hitters on Wednesday. All right, next we're going to turn our attention to the weekend series and the Marlins, and I'm going to talk about what the Braves need to do in order to start turning things around. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Atlanta Braves have another off day on Thursday, so make sure you're submitting in those mailbag questions. We'll do a mailbag episode tomorrow, so you can send those in to me at shortstopball and at lockedon underscore Braves. What I want to focus on here really quickly is what I'm looking for for this Braves team in Miami to start seeing them get on a roll and start winning some games. This is beginning a stretch of 29 games for the Braves that are very winnable against teams that are that they can beat and should beat. And look, when they're playing their game, they can beat anybody. But these are teams that the Braves need to beat and need to win against. So it's a, a good almost 30-game stretch here where you need to see the Braves win 18, 19, possibly 20 games in this stretch to really get going. So hopefully that's what we see. Hopefully we start to see the Braves playing consistently good at baseball it needs to happen now this is a good stretch for the Braves to do so again they have a month-long schedule here against teams that you know they should be able to take care of but if they're not playing their game they're not playing up to their potential as we've seen they can get beat by anybody the same as they can beat anybody when they are playing their game Um, they're going up against another great pitching staff in the Marlins Uh, there's been a string of that here lately Uh, Look, this is Major League Baseball. You're going to see good pitchers just about every day. This offense has to get going, and they have to figure out how to manufacture runs, have competitive bats, get on base, put the ball in play, put pressure on that pitching staff. That's what I'm looking for. I I talked about we started to see a little bit of different approach from Adam Duvall in these last couple of games. I know he didn't get a hit on Wednesday, but you're starting to see him change his approach a little bit. I'd like to see some of the other hitters in this lineup start to change their approach some, and maybe look to to sit on a pitch early in a count and put a ball in play instead of getting to two strikes. And and putting it in the umpires' hands. Look, umpires have been so bad for the last several years now. You cannot put it in the umpires' hands with two strikes and hope that they're not going to call it. That was something the Brewer, That's that's why the Brewers won this series over the Braves. Look, the Brewers are not a great offense – But one thing they did really well in this series is with two strikes, they battled and they put the ball in play. You just don't see that enough from Braves hitters. So that's something I'm looking for over this Marlins series and going forward. Their approach in two strike counts, having a different approach early, and it counts sitting on a pitch and putting the ball in play. That's something I want to see from them, trying to string hits together, manufacture runs, not being so reliant on the home run ball. That's what I want to see from this offense. Steal some bases. Again, manufacture runs. You're too athletic. You have too much speed on this team to not be able to do that. So that's what I'm looking for. Continue to play great defense. Look, it was a small sample size in that San Diego series. The defense was really bad. That is not typical Atlanta Braves infield defense especially. Was great again in this series in Milwaukee. Continue that. Continue to play great defense. That's something that should give them an edge in just about every game. Give the bullpen a day off with a big win. We just haven't had any of those lately. You haven't had a win by four or five runs where you can, you know, use Chavez, use Stevens in a lower leverage situation and not have to rely on Mentor and Jansen and Smith and those guys, you know, have a big day, get a big win and give some relief to this bullpen. They need a game like that here over the next couple of days in order to to give this bullpen some relief. There's just been so many close games, and they've been playing really good teams. Look, the Braves and Brewers are about as even a match as you can get. You look at their games over the last year or so. So there's going to be close games in there, but they need to have a big win in order to give this bullpen a lift. So, that's what I'm looking for over the weekend in Miami. Obviously, I'll preview that series a little bit more on Friday's episode as well as answer your Twitter questions for our mailbag episode. So make sure that you send those in. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time.